Hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of On My Mind. I'm Shelly Griffith, and I'm glad to have you with me. Today, I've been thinking about gastrointestinal, or GI, disorders, such a common problem that almost all of us suffer from throughout our lives, and thought I'd review some basics and then I'll go into a little more detail on some of the more common ailments that we face. Just a brief review of the anatomy of the GI system, and, and you folks know this, but we'll go over it again briefly. The GI system begins obviously orally with the mouth, the throat, the epiglottis, E-P-I-G-L-O-T-T-I-S, which allows uh, us to keep from swallowing into our respiratory system, the esophagus, which is the tube from the oral cavity down to the stomach, the stomach itself, of course, and its different parts, the duodenum, the entry to the small intestine. Then we have the entire small intestine made up of different sections, and then the large intestine, and the sigmoid at the end of the large intestine, and the rectum. The most common ailments uh, seem to be chronic diarrhea and constipation, ulcers, otherwise known as peptic ulcers, gastroenteritis, which is an infection or inflammation of the system, hemorrhoids, IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, marked IBS-D for diarrhea, C for constipation, and then mixed, hepatitis, inflammation of the liver, we may get into that in a later episode, pancreatitis, inflammation of the pancreas, Crohn's disease, C-R-O-H-N, which we will talk about in a moment, celiac disease, C-E-L-I-A-C, diverticulosis, and diverticulitis, and then finally, cancers of the GI system. You may experience a number of symptoms, such as constipation, diarrhea, abdominal pain in different areas, nausea, vomiting, burning, awakening at night, chest pain, which is non-cardiac, bloating, gas, and so forth. You will probably see your family doctor who may do a brief workup and then could refer you to a gastroenterologist or GI specialist for further workup. Most of the workups, as you may have been through yourselves, laboratory work, checking for various other ailments, infections, diabetes, kidney disease, and so forth. Maybe a trial of medications over the counter, and there are just literally tons of them these days that are generic. Use that for about four to six weeks and eliminate certain foods, which would be spicy, hard to digest, and so forth, and then proceed with x-ray workups, such as CT scans, upper GIs aren't used as much, barium swallows, barium enemas, these are pretty rare anymore. Most of the procedures that are done usually by a GI specialist or a general surgeon are going to be upper scopes into the stomach and esophagus. These are called EGDs, colonoscopy for lower disease, and then biopsies, certainly uh, if there are any irregular areas that they see. Depending on the results, you could have to have further surgery, or you may just follow up in a few years and continue medications. Very common 
ailments that we see. And as I say, many of you all may have suffered from these. GERD, G-E-R-D, or gastroesophageal reflux disease, very, very common, especially with the harder to digest foods, spicy foods, and overeating, stuffing ourselves will dilate the esophageal muscle at the bottom known as the esophageal sphincter. Chronic conditions can lead to something called a Barrett's, B-A-R-R-E-T-T, esophagus, which can be extremely uncomfortable and can lead to cancer of the esophagus. Uh, Other things, of course, ulcer disease, which are just open sores in the esophagus, stomach, and the bowel. The irritable bowel syndrome that I mentioned really is based on muscular spasms that are in the linings uh, of the intestines themselves. Bacterial infection is present about 85% of patients, and then they have what's known as leaky gut, which uh, allows fluids to escape from the lining of the intestines to create a lot of discomfort. Most of these uh, irritations, especially with ulcers, are caused by specific bacteria known as Helicobacter, H-E-L-I-C-O-B-A-C-T-E-R pylori, P-Y-L-O-R-I, or you've heard it, H. pylori. Other bacteria are Clostridium and Candida, which can do many possible problems with yeast infections. And then the food allergies that many people have over the years. Certainly, we're aware of milk allergies, eggs, nuts, gluten products such as wheat, rye, pastas, cereal. And this is a real problem for so many people. Gastroenteritis, commonly diagnosed in an office or in the emergency room, possibly due to viruses. It's a temporary inflammation of the stomach. We see it a lot in young people, but in elderly as well. And uh, then the ulcers, of course, that we mentioned seem to be related to more increased enzyme production, which causes these open sores. The EGD diagnoses these the most common, and that stands for esophagogastric duodenoscopy. Uh, Much easier to say EGD, obviously. Therapy for ulcer disease, interestingly, antihistamines, type of drugs, AXID, A-X-I-D, Pepsid, Tagamet, T-A-G-A-M-E-T, Zantac, Z-A-N-T-A-C. Some people will go ahead and treat this with an antibiotic such as amoxicillin, flagell, tetracycline, Levaquin, L-E-V-A-Q-U-I-N, for about six to eight weeks. And then if you add in other type medications, Prilosec, these are uh, very, very common that can give us some relief, certainly, for uh, these these types of problems. We look at gallbladder disease, and about 20 million patients, apparently, in the United States per year have gallstones, uh, with over 300,000 surgeries or cholecystectomies to remove that. These symptoms are usually upper, right abdominal pain, right shoulder pain, nausea, vomiting, uh, reactions to uh, foods, salads, raw fruits, raw uh, vegetables. 
and uh, there's an ultrasound done to pick up the stones. If we don't see stones, we can do another test known as an HIDA, a HIDA scan, and I won't bore you with the whole definition, but this will see if the function of the gallbladder is appropriate. And if it's below a certain number, then we realize that perhaps one needs to have their gallbladder removed anyway. And sometimes uh, we will just treat, there are no stones, and then uh, proceed with the rest of the testing later. Two other things that we see quite commonly, diverticulosis. These are little sacs or, or pouchings in the intestine. And basically, about 30% of us between the ages of 50 and 59 have it. And actually, over the age of 80, 70% of us will have this. Rarely does the diverticulosis cause symptoms. And basically, we try to prevent it with a high-fiber diet, uh, more water, exercise, and so forth. If, however, these little sacs get infected, that's known as diverticulitis. And there are over 200,000 patients per year hospitalized for this severe condition. And about 70,000 have actual bleeding from these areas and uh, require hospitalization for a while and sometimes even surgery. There are antibiotics that can help diverticulitis. Same thing almost as the ulcer disease, Flagyl, F-L-A-G-Y-L, Bactrim, B-A-C-T-R-I-M, uh, a sulfa drug, Cipro, which is used for uh, many urinary tract infections, and then augmenting a much more powerful antibiotic. Sometimes, as I say, they may need to be admitted to the hospital, IVs, surgery, and so forth because of abscesses or open tracts in the lower intestine known as fistula, F-I-S-T-U-L-A-E, fistulae, uh, or strictures to where one cannot appropriately empty the bowels. Another significant disease that most of you have heard of is Crohn's, C-R-O-H-N, named for a Dr. Burel Crohn in 1932. Symptoms, fever, fatigue, bloody stools, mouth ulcers, weight loss, nausea, vomiting, and lesser-known symptoms, which sometimes I had forgotten, skin irritations, rashes, uh, eye problems, joint discomforts, kidney stones, anemia, and hepatitis. These are very interesting side effects to Crohn's disease. The incidence is about 33,000 cases a year, about 10.7 patients per 100,000 population. Family inheritance for Crohn's disease, about 20%. And it's usually diagnosed before one becomes 30 years of age. And a higher incidence with Caucasians and with the Jewish population. Same diagnostic test, CTs, maybe MRIs, and scopes. And most of the GI specialists start treatment with steroids, and a drug very commonly known as azathioprine, A-Z-A-T-H-I-O-P-R-I-N-E, Imuran. You've heard of that drug probably, I-M-U-R-A-N. Uh, some of the newer agents you've seen advertised on TV recently, Stellara, S-T-E-L-A-R-A, Skyrizi, 
S-K-Y-R-I-Z-I. These are new. Uh, hopefully will be a lot of help. Very expensive, as you could expect. Antibiotics can be used as well. Uh, we try to reserve surgery for Crohn's as a last resort, which would result in bowel resection or removal, possible even colostomies. If we look at some of the uh, worst case scenarios, cancers of the GI system, and we probably will have a podcast on that again later and go into depth, but oral cancers, uh, about 54,000 new cases last year with 11,600 deaths. The risk is about 1 in 60 for men and 1 in 141 for women. Esophageal cancer seems to affect younger patients and actually is the sixth most common cause of death in the United States. 21,000 new cases in 2022 with 16,000 deaths, sadly. Stomach cancer itself, about 26,000 cases last year reported with 11,000 deaths. Harder to diagnose and, and many times uh, a third of these folks are not diagnosed until stage four. If we look at pancreatic cancer, it's about the same uh, in, in very, very late stages. Even with the modern tests of CTs and MRIs, it's still a major problem. And then colon cancer, we probably hear more about that than anything. The incidence is about 1 in 23 men and 1 in 26 women. Predicted this year will be about 150,000 new cases with 53,000 deaths. The symptoms that one would see, severe abdominal pain, change in the bowel habits, narrowing of the stool itself, uh, rectal bleeding, weight loss, uh, bloating, gas, and the workup is the same, mainly colonoscopy, which does need to be checked carefully. And depending on the results, screening interval intervals of one to three years. A lot of times we'll see polyps on colonoscopy or other structures known as adenomata, A-D-E-N-O-M-A-T-A, and if these look to be precancerous on the biopsy results, then you'll have screening much more commonly. And the screening now has been dropped. It used to be at age 50, and now the recommendations are to begin uh, screening colonoscopies about 45, and especially if there's a family history with this. And basically, the uh, therapies, as you would expect, surgery first, usually to identify the, uh, the distance and the extension of the cancer, possible resection of the uh, bowel, possible uh, colonostomy, colonostomy. And uh, basically, you'll follow up sometimes with radiation and then the new immune drugs. So we have a great deal of problems with GI disease. Certainly, if any of these symptoms are bothering you, please consult your your private physician, let them evaluate and move you on if they need to, to a GI specialist. We want to be preventive and we want to be uh, aggressive in treating these problems. And as I say, I'm glad to have you with us today and I hope that you have a safe and a healthy day and I'll see you a little further on up the road. Music.